0: Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay.
1: Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it.
0: Oh, let's. Um, well, uh... Max, who is here with us, is, is showing me that he's putting it into high gear, so we might as well start, but I, I, th- I think we're, it, I'm not really starting from a high gear portion uh, place necessarily, but last week, I know I texted you after, after I did this, um, I did something that was rather enjoyable, which was I had a, a New Yorker article that I wanted to finish up reading. And there is a local bar, uh, Westover, uh, that we've all been to. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I hadn't been there in a while. And that would be the place that I wanted to go finish my reading. So who did you go with? I went by myself. Um, Ah. So yeah, because I don't don't know if you often read in groups with other people, but um, (laughs) I, I went there specifically for that. And the thing is, is I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, because it's a good thing to do.
0: It's something that I know you also do with with some frequency. And Max, you're someone who has traveled with some frequency, so I know that that you've expressed, you know, the airport bar. That's usually a by yourself experience. Um, so this week, I think we should talk about going to bars alone.
1: I think we should. You know, I I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod before, but. Uh, I think we've both taken some inspiration from a, I want to say it was a Washington post article about doing things alone in general. Correct. Um, yeah, I don't remember if we've talked about it before, but I, you know, I, I have come to thoroughly enjoy like going to movies by myself on Mm -hmm. the rare occasions that I go see movies now. Um, you know, going to restaurants alone, you know, if you don't, if you wait on having people to go try new restaurants with um depending on like how personable you are and like how good you are at meeting people you might not necessarily get to that many new restaurants
0: yeah yeah and and restaurants i think and i don't want to dwell on this too much but restaurants more so than than bars are are very limited and by that i mean two ways um one the times when you can go with other people are, are limited in that it's like Friday or Saturday night a lot of the times, uh, you know, for all the schedules because that can take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also just, you know, there are tables that are literally for two people. There, there are two seats. Whereas when we're talking about a bar, it's just kind of a bunch of, you know, it's a literal bar a lot of times. And there are just a bunch right. of seats. And if you want to be in a group of three, you can. But you're all facing the same direction, you know, uh, Last Supper style. So it's it's different than than a table where you normally are facing one another.
1: That's got to be our first and and maybe our last Last Supper reference on this podcast. <laughs> is that is that okay with you guys? Can we? Can I don't we make well, that a rule? But what about what about rules around?
0: What about the sure. no? What about the Da Vinci uh, specifically his fresco style versus other fresco style pod that Max and I had been talking about <laughs> doing are we not we might be able to make an exception for that. okay thank you i really appreciate that um but to, to so to get back on
1: track bars alone it's good and i think another uh another point on the limitation is that um everyone who is at a restaurant is there for the same reason like whether you're there like on a date or with family like you're going there to eat the food so that's maybe a little different from why people go to bars sometimes I know that's a that's different from why I go to bars sometimes at least yeah um I so I have several drinking establishments within uh close walking distance of both my home and my office Mm -hmm. so I I'm a frequent uh, enjoyer of outside tables, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's two places in particular in Charlottesville, uh, Miller's and the Champion Brewery, um, that I love to go sit outside, um, with a beer and read.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think that's a big component. Is is you are so. So one thing I notice is compared to my living situation and now yours, Max, so you mentioned it was different in the summer, but uh, those are things that are on the way home from you. They're kind of in your way. So it's very easy to enjoy them also mm-hmm. you're going there and you're doing shit that you were going to do anyways you know like with me i was going to read that article and and i knew i was going to do it and i thought you know why not do it somewhere that i like and i don't usually go and read now the I'm difference i
1: go i'm actually going to go in a slightly different direction with that if i can cut in
0: yeah i found that
1: going to bars and reading there has actually gotten me to read a lot more than I otherwise would. Oh,
0: so it's an enabler of good habits. Yeah.
1: Oh, so which is a weird thing to say about going to bars.
0: Yeah. You, all you, <laughs> all the all the closeted prohibitionists that are still out there, <laughs> ready to come in and break the bottles. Um, no, I, I well, I, I think that that's that's a really good note. But what I think is big for you is versus me is I had to. For me to go there, I really had to commit and go out of my way, and that's one of the reasons yeah. why I'm hesitant. Which is, all right, I'm going to go to a bar, and I'm not going to it to with the sole uh, focus of being social. I might interact mm-hmm. with people, and you know, when I went, the bartender said, "Oh, it's been a while," which was true, and I felt, as I told you, I, I felt bad about it. But um, <laughs> but for you, it's just it's there, and I think that that's really helpful. But the Committing to it and going out of my way is not the only reason I don't go to bars alone that often
1: Okay, well then why so why else don't you do it? I mean, i I will accept I mean, I've you know I've been to your apartment and to Westover and to other places to drink around you and and it's definitely It's more of a, a commitment requiring event for
0: you But I
1: it sounds like maybe there's other things that are sort of pushing you in that direction.
0: So I think that there is this this stigma that exists against uh, going to bars alone. And when we talked about it before, I don't think you that either of you disagree with the fact that it exists. But we, you know, one thing that I think needs to be discussed is why does that exist? Given that we've all expressed enjoyment in going to bars alone.
1: Well. Uh, Max, I don't know if you have any particular thoughts about this, but I, for me, it's not so much about whether it exists. I think it's more about where it exists. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like about where you are in life. We're still not particularly far removed from being in college where going to a bar by yourself would be one of the strangest things you could do. Um, and, and there are a lot of reasons for that, but mostly that you're close to bars, you're, and you're living with other people of bar going age for whom like, that's sort of the main social activity.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very difficult to find when you're in college. It's very, unless you go to, I don't know, BYU, uh, it's very difficult for you to find, it's very difficult for you to not be able to find 20 people are like yeah i'll I'll go get a drink like that's Mm -hmm. what i've been thinking about all day is is going and having a drink and hanging out um Uh, yeah
1: max and i lived in a fraternity house for multiple years of college and and the the nightly ritual of someone walking around the house asking bars bars well i mean that's like also think about just very prevalent every friday every saturday pretty much
0: and think about the routines of of even daily, you know, during the the non-normal drinking days of the week in college, is you're doing things like you're at the library and you're studying a bunch, and that decompression time to go and to have a drink with you know your friends that you've been studying with. I think that that's a real thing. But now, there's no
1: day that's not a normal drinking day when you're in college.
0: I understand, but unless you're at BYU. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. It's now people have plans. And I mean, Max, you were in a situation over the summer where you were living kind of further away from people, but you still, you know, ventured to bars, right? By your around the court because it was convenient, right?
2: Um, well, I realized actually that those were all times to go get food. So I would go and sit at the bar, but I was eating. Yeah. And drinking.
0: Hmm. Does
2: that, I don't know if that, I mean, how that fits into your
0: idea. That's, i don't know i mean sean you are more of the expert in in this uh field at this time
1: i mean i would you know if i was at a bar reading uh, like if i go after work and it's six and i'm gonna stay there until nine i'm probably gonna have dinner while i'm there um i'm not sure if going to the bar for the purpose of having dinner is the same that's kind of just treating the bar as a restaurant
0: i'd agree I i tend to agree um but but still, you might have enjoyed, Max, eating, drinking with someone else. But I think now, as opposed to college, people have other shit that they're doing. And it becomes <laughs> – and there are reasonable occasions where you, you ask a couple people and you're – a lot of times I think you're not asking groups so much as you're asking a series of individuals. And after the third individual says, I'm busy, I'm still at work, uh, I have this – you know, community thing I'm working on, you kind of go, well, at least for me, how it worked last week is I know in my mind I want to go to the bar and I wanted to go before I asked people and I've asked people and I still want to go because I just want to do, in my case, the same stuff I was going to do, but in a different setting. And that was a good setting.
1: Oh, now that's interesting. This, I feel like this is another place where I'm going to differ from you slightly. I, most of the times when I go to the bar by myself, I don't want to go with other people that's like that's not a thing like if i'm asking i think if you're asking people to go to the bar your the activity is not so much going to the bar as it is spending time with the people so like when i ask people if they want to go out and people have stuff to do Mm -hmm. i'm much more likely to just wind up staying home yeah I'm just to sort of burn out and be like ah well I guess it's not happening um but for me like if I just leave if I leave work and say oh I feel like walking to Miller's and sitting with my Kindle and having a beer and a sandwich yeah there's nothing that's there's nothing stopping me you don't have to build up any more momentum than that
0: yeah and I think now that I've done it um I might think about it more in the way you do which is hey I'm gonna go do this I'll enjoy it, and uh, it'll just kind of be—it'll be me time. Uh, yeah. But it still gets into—I did that. I enjoyed it. We've all expressed enjoying it, but you know what? What is what is wrong with that? And I, I think that um, the, the point in our lives is is really something in that. I think it's much more "quote unquote" weird in college if you went to a bar alone. But is is it going to change in five years? Is it going to be more understandable? An example I'd give is uh, some months back, I went to the bar alone and read. It was like I had a day off from work, but I had kind of an informal meeting in the evening, so I went to a bar nearby and and got a drink. And there was a guy there, and he was he was doing the dinner thing, but he was also there drinking. And he saw that I was reading a book and asked me about the book. And then he said, "Yeah, my wife's out of town, um, and so I." You know, I didn't want to make food for myself uh, And I wasn't going to be eating with anyone So I decided to come to the bar Because, you know, why not? And I, that was completely understandable And right now, I think we're in kind of this I don't know I want to say kind of purgatory with it But is it going to change again? Max? Um, so it sounds like that guy sort of made an
2: excuse As to why he was there alone
0: Okay Which, which do Which, you think
2: that's true? That almost to, sounds well, that, to me like that in his mind the taboo totally existed and yeah. he just to defend why he was there yeah. alone. And it's, it sounds like from what you just said he wouldn't normally go to a bar alone. Granted yeah. when you're married maybe things
0: So the know. fact that he defended it says that the, the taboo, the stigma still exists. Um, well
1: I think that I think it's also still like a point in your life thing. Like if you're married there's this expectation that you know that you come home from work and you're you're a- at home or, or that you're you know doing stuff with your spouse. So I, I think there's and really uh, my my short answer to what's wrong with going to a bar by yourself is nothing. Nothing. I, I don't think that I think that we're sort of at a point in our lives where it would be weird if we only went to bars by ourselves. I mean, bars are a powerful hub of social activity, and you know it's important to spend time with your friends. Uh,
0: Well, okay,
1: James Murphy knows uh, wrote a couple songs about.
0: Um, I think that you've hit on something that is important here, which is spending time with your friends. I think we associate bars, even even if they're more low key bars, versus you know, let's go. I guess people dance or listen to really loud music at bars sometimes. But um, it's a matter of we think of it as places you go with your friends. But, you know, you said, Max, your roommate is at a bar right now so that they can watch the, the baseball game. Um, I, I went to read, you can go because you like the bartenders. I think that's part of it. And we mentioned the whole college thing is we associate bars with places that you go with your friends and you can be social and not be with your friends. You can watch the baseball game with other there're going to be baseball fans there. There're going to be other baseball right. fans. That's a social atmosphere. You know, you might not be talking to anyone, Sean, when you're reading or whatever, but you're still in a social atmosphere even if it's not with your, you know, close friends. So may, maybe yeah. that's part of it is because it says, "Oh, you're not spending time with your friends." Um, but for me that kind of goes back to the whole thing of When people ask me if I'm lonely because I live alone, no, no, that's, that's, that's not, that's not it, but it's the whole, your roommates or who you go to bars with, those are your friends.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, I think that lonely because you live alone is a sort of a false equivalency because you're, you're, you can be lonely if you live alone and you don't do anything else to find, you know, to find that social aspect in your life but like it, like you said you can go um i, I remember I, I vividly remember a few months ago um leaving home or leaving work and going to champion and sitting outside thinking i was going to read for a while and then walk home and all of a sudden it started like storming outside yeah. So I went inside and read for a little while longer, but wound like there was baseball on TV, and I wound up talking to a stranger about the White Sox for twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's a great point, which is that not only where we're we've both mentioned that we we've gone to bars alone and read, and that's kind of building on what we think is a good habit if you're if you're pro reading like we are, um, but. One time I was in New York and I wanted a drink and some lunch and I stopped in a bar. I was by myself. I ended up talking for a very long period of time with this older gentleman about first he had a nice pen. Second, um, he did magic tricks uh, because he is, I guess, a magician. And then he told me a story about him as a Cubs fan. Uh, the time that he waited outside for hours for Roberto Clemente to sign something, and then Roberto Clemente drove him home. and th- <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, which is a, a, a story in itself that I have not, I feel like I haven't told you guys before, but. Um, certainly have
1: not. Uh, it, that will be shared at a future time.
0: I think that going to bars alone gives you a chance to, you just you just can kind of do you. And when you're with your friends. For be- usually for better, but sometimes for worse, too. You know, there's the one that's you know been annoying you or whatever, and there's a way you interact. But when you're alone, it's you can reset a little bit, or you don't have to think about focused social interactions. You can just kind of do it. Yes, Max? Yeah.
2: So I may be going too far out on a limb here. What
0: magic trick did you uh, do? I can't tell you that.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm curious if you guys think that this let's call it a stigma towards people going to bars alone is a an issue that only the united states has and and the reason i say that is because to me when you start talking about reading in a bar Mm -hmm. it reminds me of you know thinking about the types of bar and i think of my favorite bar which was actually really just a coffee shop that sold alcohol and there is no stigma in the u.s as far as i can tell about going to a coffee shop alone that is very normal so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's the reason we treat it's, the, it's if it's the way we treat alcohol, where we where we tend to Ooh, associate a, a bit more point. with partying and binge drinking, and that's where that stigma comes from. So Is that, I, like, and we you think that
1: there's bond we like, associate drinking alone with, like problem yes, drinking? Exactly.
0: Yes. Uh, so I think there's another thing there. Coffee we associate with work, alcohol we associate with play, alcohol we don't associate necessarily with. I'm eating food. I have alcohol with it or it's the end of the day, have, have a drink. It's, it's more like drinking during the week. Like the fact that that's a phrase, I think it, it you know, goes into that, which is we do associate it with.
2: Right. But do you think s- that's something that we only, we do in the United States?
0: I, I think that we're much more given that, uh, you know, cause Thanksgiving is around the corner. Uh, we are a nation that is in part uh founded by Puritans, people that were so weird that the English said, "Please, please leave <laughs> and and uh you know I, I think that there are a lot of there are a lot of things in America that come from you know uh groups of people that just drinking wasn't a huge thing, and I'm not saying that in Europe it is a huge thing, but it's way more ingrained in the culture I mean, I just think about my experiences going to wineries. Uh, in, in France versus here and the way that they approach things it's, um, it's much more like alcohol is it's an event mm-hmm. versus a, just something you do in your life it's the same as putting condiments on food it's what is done um, so I think that that's a good point I, I think that we're fairly unique in it uh, I think there are probably countries that are more party oriented than us but I can't think of any when it comes to drinking
1: yeah, I'm kind of at a loss there. I think that's a really good point.
0: Um, it, but I think that drinking alone, yeah, it it flies in the face of that because you're not partying. I mean, maybe you you party by yourself, but I usually just do that and I walk around in my socks and play music, you know, or you know, listen to my church's record. Um, I like to party? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, next is breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I I get it. Uh no, but yeah, I think drinking alone flies in the face of that because you're just you're like, oh, it's fine. I don't really care. This is something I wanted to do. I'm doing it along with you know reading or talking with people about the White Sox or uh, occasionally if you're lucky enough you're at a bar that has early '90s wrestling on TV and then everyone's just <laughs> getting excited about that. Yes. Um. I, is i mean do you max do you see that as where maybe that sounds like you think that that's where the stigma maybe comes from is just our approach to alcohol
2: um yeah i mean i definitely think that could be it i like what you said about kind of working versus versus playing yeah this is why um, i don't but like a lot desks. of it also comes down to like you know i think there's a stigma with drinking a lot alone
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and well, i mean binge drinking is drinking a lot is not is good usually for you.
2: associated with the weekend so i'm wondering if it's like more acceptable to go to a bar alone on a wednesday than it is on a friday if this stigma even does exist at the end of the day i don't think anyone is going to a bar and being like oh my god look at that dude he's alone like i don't think anyone really cares um i mean with
0: me they just said what a what an asshole reading his new yorker at a bar yeah what a doofus yeah well Um,
1: what an asshole reading his new yorker anywhere but really
0: yeah that's factually correct um no i I think the weekend point is good. I wouldn't. I, I. don't know that I'd go drink alone on a weekend, um, but. Uh, and see, I probably would. I mean, I don't if know. I we're
1: in the mood for it.
0: I don't know that I wouldn't, but if it's if it's okay back to the exclusivity or limitedness of restaurants if it's saturday night and i'm like nah, nothing's really going on i'm just going to go and drink alone there are going to be groups of people there and i feel like i'm taking up their space but that's more of a <laughs> um that like max you we were talking uh, earlier about the. that's,
1: that's an interesting point
0: though. uh you were talking about the baseball game and you didn't go but you're like well there's someone who probably wanted to go more than me uh-huh. um, that's kind of how i approach that and oh. hmm
2: i'm wondering too like i will drink alone in my apartment does that relate
0: no i mean it relates but for me i i like i mean i like having a beer at the you know end of the day or or something like Mm -hmm. that not not necessarily every day but i like that if i'm just watching a game and the reason i don't go to the bar and do it is one because it's kind of you know further away two it's more expensive and then yeah then the stigma comes in as well i don't know if they're necessarily in that order but i think that that's that's just like the whole i you drink you drink wine and, with and you have to put pants on i i'm i'm not a big no pants wear i like i like pants i like the insulation
1: i mean, I, I don't know that though like drinking you know having a drink at home um and, and oh wow i just realized like i corrected myself away from saying drinking at home to having a drink at home Mm-hmm. because I think the stigma is about how much you drink when you're alone yeah uh-huh. but like I don't know that it relates uh because in theory no one is going to be like coming through your place to judge you so I think I don't think there can be a stigma about or about something where you can't be you know uh, like observed
2: but but that suggests that the stigma. Is an outside force and not just something inside your head telling you that it's not okay.
1: Well, un well, yes and no, because you've built up in your head that there's an outside force. Okay. The stigma is a. I think the stigma is about what other people would think of you going to a bar by yourself. See,
0: and this is this is the other thing that I realize in all of this, and it it in some ways makes the conversation moot. If you think the stigma exists. It's it's does. it's you. It well it's it's mostly you. You think of it and it exists in that way. If you are uncomfortable with the concept of drinking alone, then you probably won't tell anyone, and so there will be no one there to judge you about it. I've told you guys. <laughs> Would there and, also
1: be no one there for you to drink with?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is, is I told I told you guys because I know that it's something you've also done. I mean, specifically you, Sean. But it's I think that. Uh okay, um I think that I'm I'm fighting the stigma by by talking about it because again I really enjoyed my experience and mm-hmm. if if other people if I, you know I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go see Beachline tomorrow night um and I, I am you yeah I know uh and I'll mention oh yeah you know if if for whatever if, why would it even come up but if it did yeah I got a you know drink last night it was really nice I read this thing it's what I wanted to do and I did it because, you know, this is America and I can do that shit. And that was, that was dope. Um, (laughs) And so you fight stigmas by not making drinking the verb be like, I had a drink while doing shit I was going to do anyways. Um, It's kind of empowering, you know, drinking alone.
1: Yeah. uh, And, you know, I think we've probably about hit the nail on the head here, but if I can, sort of close by revisiting your uh, both of your points about not like not taking up space that other people would occupy I think for me that's why I love the places the particular places that I like to go drink alone is that they're both places that have outside seating sort of away from the main action yeah champion you still have to go like go inside and order drinks at the bar Mm mm-hmm but Miller's, like, outside, it sort of functions as a restaurant. Like, there's table service with waiters, so I don't have to worry about, like, you know, taking the bartender's attention away from somebody else who's trying to get tanked. Um, I don't have to worry about taking up valuable, close-to-the-bar real estate, because inside is kind of exactly crowded. But I can just sort of stretch my legs out and read and do some people-watching and... You know, I I think that maybe that's a a factor in the places that I've chosen to do my my solo imbibing.
0: Yeah. And you get unless you're watching a game or something, you at the at a table, you get your own little island. You've chosen for this to be a just you experience. And I think that. Yeah, I think that that's you know, I think that's good uh I, I think the part of you know you don't need a bartender's attention all the time you've got it you know how this works um yeah and so you've said i i'm committed to this and i think commitment to whatever you're doing is as we've talked about with stories like mittens and stuff if, as long as you can say it if, as long as you can say it with commitment and convincingly like it's you're probably going to go through with it well yeah
1: I mean, I've gone, I've gone to Miller's and sat outside with my computer and headphones and edited this very podcast before and I'll do it again. Brought to you, brought to you by Miller's. Uh, Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, to make a long story short, it, it can be fun to go to a bar at by yourself and see what happens. You can go with the idea that you're just going to talk to a stranger and make a new friend. You can go to read a New Yorker article like, Uh there's there's nothing wrong with doing that.
2: The last time I went to a bar alone, I got free shots.
0: Yeah. So so met a friend
2: and met the bartender and took shots on a Monday night.
0: So as we're breaking down let's the stigmas that we just broke down, drinking alone is okay, as is talking to strangers. Boom. Yeah, there there you go, parents out there trying to tell us what to do. (laughs) Look at what we're doing. Saving the world. You probably still shouldn't have like eight drinks alone and talk to strangers. Like,
1: have a spotter. (laughs)
0: Have a spotter. Oh man, (laughs) (laughs) weightlifting—not something (laughs) I do. Uh, I
1: won't be mean and say something like, "We know." Oh wait, I did it. That's
0: why this is an odd audio medium and not a visual experience. Boom. I'm safe from this. This is why we do a podcast, a mediocre a very, one at that.
1: It's a very timely rhetorical structure given where we are in the world right now. No. Um, anyway, uh, that's, that's what we have to say about uh, going to bars alone. If you want to tell us about uh, your favorite places to drink alone or, you know, if you want to argue with us and tell, you, tell us why you don't do that. You can come find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and uh, let us know what you think. Now, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Pierce is sorry. Yeah. I I assume that since you continue to live, you have more things to apologize for.
0: Yeah. Um. And it's it's not drinking alone. Um. That, uh, so, usually these yeah, are social we, experiences. As we've
1: discussed, you don't have to apologize to anyone yeah. for
0: that. Uh. So, um, yesterday, I went to the farmer's market at Westover, uh, right next to Westover Beer Garden that we just talked about, or at least alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, people get up and they, what, busking, I suppose, they, they play music and they have hats or buckets or whatever out, accepting money. Um, that happens at Westover. It's, you know, usually people from the community. And yesterday, they had two people singing and playing instruments. One was a guitar. Those are usually there always. It's usually a guitar. Occasionally, a piano, a keyed instrument, if you will, a keyboard. Um, but yesterday, there was a guitar and then another young man um, who had an accordion. That's pretty notable. You don't see a lot of accordion players. And they had their little sign, you know, for music fund or whatever. And I walked by and didn't give any money. Um and you think with an accordion like you might want to give him some money that would be good. Um but I didn't. But that's not why I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry because the last time I heard an accordion was at a fish concert. And it was because one of the people that was going to the concert with me who I hadn't seen in years um was playing the accordion as we walked around which was a great experience. So I recognized the same accordion because it was the same person who was a, uh, not necessarily a friend, but someone I know from high school. And instead of saying hello to them or, or anything like that, I just walked by and didn't say hello because I froze and wondered, do I give them money? But that could be seen as patronizing. Do I just say hello, but they're playing music? I don't want to throw them off because we're not that good of friends. So instead I did what I've done in places like I don't know Chipotle before, which is I just walked out, and well, that's good. And I probably should have at least said hello or waved or anything, um, but my avoidance, uh, my non-confrontational move, was something that I, I'm sort of sorry about.
1: Okay, I'm uh I'm gonna throw something out there. Uh, this your your acquaintance, yeah, is. Uh, has a a jar or a hat, whatever it may be, yeah. out for money. Yeah. Um. Giving someone who is playing music for money, money is not patronizing.
0: But it's I know the them. Point. Yeah, but That's I okay. know them. That's
1: okay. That's all right. It just feels weird. They're not. They're. It. Do they have like a little note on it? Yeah. It didn't say for music fund only from people I'd have never met
0: before, right? No, but usually those are kind of funny, too. That's the point. No. you. If you think that it
1: merits, like, if you wanted to help out or if you thought they were good and deserved a few bucks, like, you just do that.
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't really hear a lot of accordions. It could have been a really bad accordion for all I know. I think it's good, but I, I don't. I don't know. This know, is, why? you know what? You know what? This is why I drink alone. I can't handle social situations. <laughs> <laughs> um, are so next week?
1: Are you going to apologize to us for alluding to that awesome time you headed a fish concert, bruh?
0: I d- I did not speak to the, to the experience <laughs> at all. That's don't trap me. Um, <laughs> no, ne- next next week I'll just rail on you guys about. Uh, no, I'm not y- about the thing you guys are gonna do next week. I actually won't rail on you about it. But uh,
1: don't 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 be a dick. No, I'm I'm, um,
0: I'm pro people hanging out with people they like. Oh. Anyway,
1: uh, now. Oh, we Max is so excited to... he's
0: having a crisis. Yes, let's do it. There
1: you go. We're going to close the show with our big idea from pop culture. And for what I am fairly certain is the first time in its pretty okay history, it's coming to us from Max. What do you have?
2: It is. So Um, we don't like to get uh, too political or anything on here. Um, but I will say that this is uh, in response to a certain... Um, united states presidential candidates uh claim about tax returns his Um, his assertion yes their assertion assertion that uh their assertion that it was it was okay um (laughs) for them you know not to pay taxes because a a good friend of the other candidate uh, mr warren buffett also does not pay taxes uh in response to that uh buffett released a message and in it he said something along the lines of uh Uh, He has not seen my income tax returns, but I'm happy to give him the facts. I've paid federal income tax every year since 1944, when I was 13. Though being a slow starter, I owed only $7 in tax that year. Boom. I have copies of all 72 of my returns, and none uses a carry forward. So, uh, despite being under audit... Mr. Buffett will release his uh, returns, is my understanding, and I haven't been in touch with Mr. Buffett personally. I, um, but my understanding is that he will release his returns and show that it is uh, patriotic duty. Oh, so, uh, that's
1: so woo! To pay I like taxes. That.
2: That's how I feel. I think it's. So I think it's patriotic.
1: Let's also make sure that we frame this properly. Warren Buffett has been paying taxes for longer than that. Uh. Overheated pumpkin has been alive.
0: That would, for yes, that's my, if
2: we can believe his age. Y- yeah. <laughs> yes, that is that is true.
0: Well, you know what? None of this matters because we're post fact now. So I just I don't know if anything that Warren Buffett is saying. Oh, I mean, you true. could we can, you could just create those. We documents. are
2: we are the media. We can just say whatever we want. Oh, oh shit,
1: that's right. Wow. Oh. Well, but we you know, but we're also we're reasonable people which I, I, I know it's our our policy as a group uh, to not assume that of other people yeah um but but that doesn't mean that we can't stick to it ourselves whenever possible uh but to sort of to piggyback onto that um we've got a lot of athletes that have been uh responding to the use of the phrase locker room talk
0: their their uh, their locker rooms have been besmirched besmirched some real
1: some real horrible shit that you know what fuck that we can name him some horrible shit that Donald Trump said about women um and, and how one conducts oneself around women uh and, and it's it's kind of nice to hear um you know athletes making a point of saying that sexual advances without consent is not locker room talk uh, and and uh, shout out to our, our fellow Wahoo, Sean Doolittle of the Oakland A's uh, for taking the time to remind us that as an athlete, he's been in locker rooms his entire adult life and that that's not the way that people talk um, and to Dante Jones, who I know that we sort of hate by proxy because he played basketball at a certain private university in durham north
0: carolina but he keeps getting those checks much respect for that true and keeps uh, being in locker rooms too so he can speak to yeah
1: and he said he said a really good thing which is uh claiming trump's comments are locker room banter is to suggest that they're somehow acceptable they aren't uh just you know just a reminder that uh athletes are uh are, are capable of reasonable rational thought um, because there's a, a segment of the country that uh, expects them to just shut up and stick to sports, and that segment of people can take that uh, point of view and go fuck themselves with it.
0: Now, outside of that statement, it I find it I find it good to be to be good to other people and not say negative things about them because that just seems to be a happier happier place and i feel like Mm -hmm. blaming it on locker rooms then you're dismissing then you're dismissing uh, athletes as like or anyone who's ever been in a locker room like oh you do bad shit in locker rooms that's unfair i've been in a locker room before not in athletic sense like i was just changing clothes (laughs) for p.e but like i I was still as respectful in there as i was anywhere else don't don't come at me there you go okay all right that's the end of the show
1: uh, as we said earlier, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Prettyokaypod. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or get indiv- uh, individual episodes on SoundCloud. Sorry for not being able to talk. It's been a long day at work. Um, and if you want to deliver us a potential show topic for the future, you can send us an email at it'sprettyokay@gmail.com. At we'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean.
0: I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening. See.